This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Good morning. Welcome back to BetQL Daily. Aaron Hawksworth, Nick Ashew, Cody Decker with you this morning. Um, Joining us now on the Roman guest line, Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Um, He does NFL sports betting content for them. In 2021, his NFL picks finished first among 320 media members. So how lucky are we to have Frank on the show this morning? What's up, Frank? We were just talking about Kyler Murray and the silly little part of his contract that he must watch four hours of film. So ridiculous, but it has me thinking, how many different ways can I fade the Cardinals this season? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my my coworker Charles Robinson put it very well on Twitter saying, you don't put this clause in the contract unless it's a concern, right? Like, I mean, it's not like the Cardinals are sitting around one day saying – you know what, this complicated $230 million contract, what can we do? Just let's put in something about Kyler Murray studying four hours a week. Like, I, it, it, it's kind of alarming. It, wow, like Kyler Murray, you need to, like, push this guy to study four hours a week. Look, I was a solid C student in college. I still studied four hours a week. Like, I still got that done. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, and then Kyler, there's a quote out there now that uh, Kyler's like, I, I'm not a guy who grinds film all the time. I just kind of – you know, see things as they happen. I don't know. It's just you, you. It's just it's a little weird. It's very weird. It's 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 first time I've ever seen something like this. Very strange and a little bit alarming that you got to push your franchise quarterback to actually watch film during the week. But hey, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, it's obviously been working for Kyler so far. He he secured the bag, so good for him. <laughs> Frank, I'm I'm gonna put a tinfoil hat on real quick. Just a slight conspiracy theory for this whole situation. And maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. But given the fact that when this got out, this whole clause in the contract of four hours of film leaked, and you know, people that have seen a lot of contracts around the NFL, like I've never seen anything like this before. I can't believe this was leaked. This is clearly something from the organization who leaked this. There's all these different theories thrown around. Could this be a scenario where Somebody within the team leaked it as just in case it doesn't work out. They paid him all this money, but he's not developing the way that they expected. It's a, we'll see. We needed him to watch film more, and he wasn't studying enough. It just feels a little fishy to me. Am I am I taking that too far? No, no. I, I mean, it could be. It is very fascinating to, to think about who leaked this. My guess is, you know, Agents get a hold of these contracts. I, I mean, they, they, they want to see them so they can compare them to their guy and all that. My guess is another agent was just reading us and somehow saw this and ended up leaking it. But it is fascinating to think it might have been the team. You're right, covering themselves a little bit to say, hey, you know, or, or just, I don't even know. But, but I, don't, I, I don't understand really what good it would do for you to kind of shame your franchise quarterback. I get, I get it. You're covering yourself. You say, look, it was out there that he's really not working as hard as he should have, whatever. But it, <laughs> sabotaging your franchise quarterback, usually not a good thing. Usually, I, I don't know. Maybe there's some instances out there where trashing your, your best player is a, a positive. But I don't know. It, it is really, really interesting to think about how this got out and who might have done it. You know, the Cardinals have themselves kind of a difficult schedule, especially the first four games of the season. We've actually been talking about it quite a bit. How do you think they're going to fare to start this season, especially those first four games, also without Devontae Adams? Yeah, Not Devontae Adams, you I'm sorry. Look at the, the Cardinals, yeah, De- De- DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. And DeAndre Hopkins, you thank at- you. 
they're so they're so tough. You know, I'm doing these team previews. I've been doing them for the past month or whatever. And the Cardinals are one of those teams where you just look and you, you could talk yourself into Cardinals being really good. We forget. I mean, even I forgot a little bit that the Cardinals were seven and zero last season and looked like the best team in football. Like legitimately, when they were seven and zero, I was like, this team is a contender. They could win a Super Bowl. Kyler's making the jump. All this kind of stuff. And then the wheels fell off again, which is so concerning. I don't know what to make of the Cardinals right now. They had a terrible offseason, honestly. They didn't add anything. You know, you lose Chandler Jones. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins gets suspended for six games, and Kyler's splits with, without him are not very good. You just look, and there's not many good vibes with the Cardinals right now. And even something positive like, hey, we figured out this contract situation. All of a sudden, what are we talking about? We're talking about this one paragraph in there where Kyler Murray can't play video games while he's watching film. Like it's <laughs> what, I don't know what's going really right for the Cardinals, but you look at we're not that far removed from me thinking the Cardinals might be the best team in the NFL. I mean, they were, they, they blasted the Titans on opening day with, I mean, the Titans ended up being a one seed in the AFC, even without Kyler Colt, Colt McCoy went in and beat the 49ers in San Francisco. The 49ers should have made a Super Bowl last year if they didn't choke in the fourth quarter. It's it's a really hard read. I'm down on the Cardinals. Uh, I'm, I'm going to fade them early in the seasons and make them kind of prove mm-hmm. that, that they're good again. But I, you can talk yourself into the Cardinals being one of those teams that ends up being a lot better than we think right now because, again, we're not too far removed from them being a legitimate Super Bowl contender. This is true. Well, let's take a look at some divisions and start with the NFC West, Frank. Are there any bets, um, futures-wise, that you like when it comes to the NFC West, or is that just a stay away for you um, right now? Mostly a stay away. I I might end up on the Seahawks under. I just don't like anything about that roster. I think that Russ has carried them a long way. So don't really – but the rest of the NFC West is about priced where I'd expect. I'll say this. I'm going to at least have a little bit, maybe, you know, a, a tiny little bit on Trey Lance MVP. I really think that this kid is legit. I, I, everybody's given wow. up on him, and I'm not sure why. I believe he has 81 career passes, correct? And this is a team that won big with Jimmy Garoppolo, who I don't think is very good. I don't think any of us are like, wow, yeah, Jimmy's awesome. So you, you know that the infrastructure is there. The coaching is there. And the odds are really, really good on Trey right now. He, you know, he's one of those long shots. We know it's going to go to a quarterback. We know it's going to go to a quarterback on a playoff team. So if you can narrow it down to that, and you could talk yourself into Trey Lance putting up the kind of numbers that get him on the on the radar at least. I really like the kid. I think he's going to be good. I'm not down on him. I think he's showed some good things last year. And again, the the team around him is really good. The coaching around him is really good. So why can't he have the type of crazy, crazy breakout year where at least he's in contention where he feel good about holding that ticket. So I, I like Trey Lance. I like I like the 49ers in general. It's hard to bump them above the Rams to, to make a division bet on them, but I do like the 49ers outlook because I think everybody's looking at Trey Lance as a question where I'm like, well, all he's got to be is Jimmy G and they can go back to an NFC championship game, right? Like, I mean, it's not that hard, high of a bar to cross for Trey Lance and he could end up smashing that because the talent that made him the third pick is still there. It's it's definitely on the table for Trey Lance to still be a star player in the NFL. Yeah, and in an offense with Kyle Shanahan that we've seen can be incredibly potent if you have a quarterback that can fit 
in there, which we saw years ago in D.C. with with RG3. I know they're not exactly the same player, but, you know, there's certainly that idea there. The Niners are 2-1 to to win the NFC West, but, you know, we talk about Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo is still on that roster right now. Where where does he end up? How does this situation, uh, I, I guess, come together? Because I, I did see some odds of, you know, the Browns being the, the favorite to land Jimmy Garoppolo, but that obviously depends on Deshaun Watson and his suspension. I mean, this continues to drag on, and I can't find a situation for Garoppolo that really truly seems to make sense at this point, given the teams that need quarterbacks clearly don't want to win football games this year. Right, and that's the key thing. We can sit here and argue whether Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Marcus Mariota or Mitch Trubisky or Drew Locke or even Baker Mayfield, but these teams have made their choices. They're not waking up uh, you know, in late July saying, hey, you know what, yeah, let's go for Jimmy. Like, they're already far beyond that. The only answer really to that question is, which team is Jimmy Garoppolo going to end up with? the team that suffers the first quarterback injury. Like, I mean, I think yeah. that's that's the key, and it's funny. I was talking on Twitter yesterday about Sam Bradford, of all people, and how Minnesota, when they lost Teddy Bridgewater, they panicked and sent a first-round pick for Sam Bradford to Philly. It's going to be one of those kind of deals where some team who thinks it's a contender, whose GM probably isn't feeling great about his job security, they gonna they lose their quarterback in for week one, week two, preseason, whatever, whenever it is, and they pick up the phone and they call the 49ers and say, what do you want for Jimmy? And I think that that's kind of how this plays out. But it's a weird situation because when the, when the offseason started, I thought the one thing that we could bank on was Jimmy Garoppolo was getting traded somewhere. And then musical chairs happened, and it was like Jimmy Garoppolo is still standing up. You ain't got a seat. It's, and there's no spot for him right now. And the 49ers, understandably, don't want to, they've held on to him all offseason in this, I think it's a $26 million cap hit. Why you don't want to cut him now because then you've just wasted all this opportunity to go out and add your team a free agency because you're holding on to Jimmy in hopes he can get a you know whatever second round pick third round whatever you're going to end up getting for Jimmy then you, you've you've kind of screwed it up both ways where you didn't use your cap space you didn't get anything for Jimmy so I don't think they want to cut him but at the same time it does worry me as somebody who does like the 49ers I, I, I'm high on the 49ers this year I'm high on Trey Lance this year to think that. We could get into the season, and what if the 49ers are 0-2, and Kyle all of a sudden is saying, you know what, Jimmy runs my offense really well. We almost made a Super Bowl with him last year. We did make a Super Bowl with him in 2019. Why can't we just, you know, you could just see there's going to be a lot of pressure on Trey Lance to perform perform well right away if you've got a guy who's won a ton of games for them on the bench. I, I don't know. I, I don't know that they would do that, but... If, as long as he's on the roster, the option is still there, and you can see Kyle getting a little bit antsy if Trey doesn't get off to a great start. So I think that in the, it's in the 49ers' best interest to get Jimmy Garoppolo off the roster, but there, there's nowhere for him to go right now. You know, Frank, I, I got to know, you mentioned Russ, who's carried the Seahawks for the last couple of years, and now with his new team, I'm really interested when I woke up this morning and seeing that Denver is 16-1 uh, to 1 in the futures odd to win the Super Bowl. And with that division and knowing that the Raiders are currently 40-1, to 1, I mean, and also that the Chargers are at the same exact odds at 16-1, to 1, do you think that there's maybe a little bit too much being put on Denver right now at the beginning of the season? Maybe, and I think one thing we need to look at with Denver is their defense is a little overrated. We, I don't know why. I think it's the vapors of like 2015 still, where we think there's a dominant defense. They're good. They're not. They're not bad on defense by any means, but they were kind of middle of the pack last year. And uh, you know, it's. I don't know that there's really the top end talent on this defense like there used to be. We think that maybe like, you know, oh hey, now Denver can have a top ten offense or go with top ten defense. Maybe it's a top ten defense, but I'm not positive of that either. So 
that might be holding them back at a division that has three really, really good quarterbacks other than Russell Wilson. I, I, there's a lot of excitement. I'm based in Denver. There's a lot of excitement here. More excitement than I've lived here in 19 years. I've never seen excitement like this for the Broncos in an offseason, not even in the Peyton Manning years. This is People are wow. really fired up finally to have a quarterback, finally to, to feel like you're a contender again after – after you know off seasons of debating, like it was Trevor Simeon or Paxton Lynch, the man is. Can Case Keenum turn it around? Can Joe Flacco be the answer? People were so beat down by that. Now they got a dude here, and he's going to transform that offense. I have no doubt about that. It's just a partial part of it is how good is defense. Part of it is how can they handle this division? This division is the best division I've ever seen on paper going into a season from one through four. I've never seen a division this good, especially quarterback. So. Yeah, it's you look at the odds and you talk yourself into well, Russ can transform this team. They're gonna be really good, but there are some pitfalls, and that's that's one reason why they're in that sixteen to one range. Yeah, even just being in the AFC in general is a <laughs> an uphill battle. So it looks like Bill Belichick is talking this morning, and when asked about Mac Jones this off season, Belichick said, "quote dramatic improvement." Ah, that made my antenna go up. Just looked at Patriots, <laughs> AFC North Division, or I'm sorry, um, AFC East Division winner, um, plus 450. Anything, well, let me just get your thoughts on the Patriots. Are they going to build off last season, or are you expecting a mediocre season from them? No, I'm sick of betting against Bill Belichick. I really am. I'm sick and tired of saying, oh, look at these personnel losses they had in the offseason. The Patriots are going to take a step back, and then he wins 12 games, and I'm sitting there holding some losing tickets. I'm just tired of it. I can't, I can't do it with Bill again. I'm going to back him because I think it's really got lost how good the Patriots were last year. I mean, if we go back and look at last season, when they beat the Buffalo Bills in that weird game in the wind in Buffalo when they ran three times, they were a legitimate team at that, a legitimate Super Bowl contender at that point. It looked like they were going to win the AFC East. It looked like, and they're doing this all with a rookie quarterback. It was really impressive, and we completely forgot about that because of how the season ended. The season ended poorly after their bye. I think they lost four or five, something like that. They obviously got trashed by the Bills in the playoffs, but the Bills are really, really good. The Patriots have the same win total as the Washington Commanders. You can't tell me that those two teams are the same. You cannot tell me <laughs> that the Washington Commanders and no. the New England Patriots are on the same plane. I know the juice is a little bit different, but I'm happy to take the Patriots over this year because I just trust Bill Belichick. This is what we do. I've covered this. I've covered the NFL for you over 10 years now. And how many times have I written something that's like, oh, they lost these guys. They lost. They, they made this weird draft pick. They're, the Patriots had this terrible offseason, and it just doesn't matter. They operate differently than Every other team in the NFL, they don't care about roster churn. Every other team would have franchise tagged J.C. Jackson, the quarterback. Every other team. They were like, no, he's not worth it. Go ahead. Go on. We're going to just sign Malcolm Butler off the trash heap. Like, but it works out for the Patriots more often than not because they just had this innate understanding of value, especially with contracts and age and all that kind of stuff. And they can coach up the guys they have perfectly. It's I'm, Again, I'm just sick of betting against the Patriots and losing. I mean, for them to get the seven wins with the corpse of Cam Newton a couple of years ago, for them to be as good as they were with a rookie quarterback last year who was drafted fifth in his class, I just uh, why should we expect the Patriots all of a sudden to be 8-9 and nine this year? I don't see it. I think the Patriots are going to be just yeah. fine. It, it's going to be hard to get a wild card spot, but I think the Patriots over. Yeah, I've punched that ticket already. No, no question about it.
I love it. Frank Schwab on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to roman.com slash betql now to get $15 off your first month. That's roman.com slash betql. Frank Schwab, phenomenal guest. Love that guy. We'll react to some of the things he said and look at some NFL futures next on BetQL Daily.